0: Okay, it's podcast time. Tonight is Yutteshvat. Yuttes Shvat is the site the sixth site to my Rebbe of Chaim Israel Belsky, Zelchet Sadik Livrocha. He was Hashiva of Travadas. <coughs> and I thought it would be appropriate maybe to share with you some of my memories because I had a quite a nice relationship with him as i will tell you about as we continue his grandfather was an erlige erlige yid by the name of benjamin Wel- wilhelm benjamin wilhelm was the founder of yeshiva toverdas and uh he was the one that eventually brought the and the lovitz to toverdas and uh you know he needed a yeshiva for his child he had a son by the name of Pharaoh uh, I'm sorry excuse me he had for his own children he needed he needed to have a a place to send them so he opened up yeshiva to <clears> thus <throat> when he was an old man Ruben Yom Wilhelm he was an anti-serrer Rabelski visited him and he sat with a glass of tea and he says to him in Yiddish here in Israel, they call this te. a berzog dia, that we call it tea. T, t, t. So that was a pun, a pun. because in Yiddish, "t" in Chassidish Yiddish means "do, do, do". In other words, you come to this world, you gotta do. And that was the lesson. That was the last lesson he got from his grandfather. And do he did so his father was a Yid by the name of a Beryl Belsky Pasha Te'er Yid, who was already a Talmud by Reberl <coughs> just to understand the kind of people these were Reberl Belsky himself had 15 children he had a sister Eichenthal uh, the husband was an accountant and they had 16 children they had a house full of, they had a house full of guests at all times. There were, at any given time there were 20 guests sitting in the kitchen. They had, they had benches in the kitchen. Uh, our mash, right, or Blumenfeld. He was also a Ben Bayes, I believe, with his brother over there by uh, Eichenthal. Uh, this Beryl Belsky was also a Mokhotem with Rav Pam. In other words, Rav Belsky's sister married Rav Pam's oldest son so you're talking about you know a family that though well, the father wasn't he, he, was he wasn't a he wasn't necessarily a Rosh Hashiva but uh, you see what kind of Jewish values they imbued in their children levach lived in a very very simple house he had, a, and I, he had a big house 15 children as I said but uh, Parshid Parshid I was dilapidated Uh, You know, he wasn't interested in anything from this world. That wasn't what did it for him Uh, Only when he was very very sick and he couldn't walk and he was hospitalized for a long period of time So his son-in-law, Schleimer Yehuda Rechnitz, who you all know is a multi-multi-billionaire So he redid his downstairs So that Rebelski should have a a room, a bedroom downstairs so that he shouldn't have to walk up the steps but that you know, all the years, for decades and decades, they lived in the most simplest, in the simplest way. So, Rubelski, he was a a child prodigy, from a, you know, he had, he was just a brilliant, brilliant brain, something out of this world, and he just took it all in. Uh, They said that already at 13 years old, he was at a farm, and he paid attention to see how they shear the lambs, to be able to understand how they do niputs, niputs is what you do with the tzitzis, right? Some people get the tzitzis that are niputs lushmo. you know, and uh, you know just to know how you thread, how they create the threads and everything. You know, these are all things. He paid attention to everything. He was a he 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 just absorbed and absorbed and absorbed. He learned Torah and Torah das. He learned in Bismedish Elyon He was very very close. To uh, Rebuvin Gorzovsky, and uh, I would say that his Rebbe was Rabbiankov Kamenetsky. And at 25 years old, Rabzela Gepstein, who was the Rosh for one of the Rosh Hashiva in Torvadas, had a very serious heart attack, and he had to sit it out for a while. And at that point, Rabbiankov told uh, Rebelsky to substitute, and even though he was 25 years old, he gave a sheer in the Beis-Medish at that time. I came into the picture when Rebelski was 40 years old so he wasn't as famous you know, the, he wasn't yet you know, the Rosh Yeshiva of Torah Das he was a Rebbe like everybody else but like everybody knew that he was something special he was brilliant and being that I lived next to the Yeshiva so, and also the I used to daven in the Yeshiva on Shabbosim and Yom and and on Shabbos he would give a sheer and not too many people came, but I did come, and uh, we learned Shir Shirim. I remember, and he would uh, expound on one Pasuk, you know, for an hour, you know, without preparing, no big deal. But thank God I had a little bit of a Nesiyus uh, Chayin, I must have found favor in his eyes. So he had, at that time, he had a chavrusha that he used to learn, Masech Kalim. Masech Kalim is from Seder Taharis which is very, very difficult Mishnayis that hardly, hardly ever, anybody ever learns. And we learned it in the most uh, intense way. We learned it with the Pirush of the Rash, with very, very difficult uh, Triceptus and all kinds of other stuff. And, you know, we... we, we so he... I'm sorry. He had a Chavusul for Masech to Kaelin. And when he learned Masech to Kalim, he went to the museum. Because there are a lot of Kalim that you can't figure out from the Mishnah what the Kalim look like. For instance, it discusses a weaving machine. Now, who knows how to weave? You know, you learn the Gemaras and Shabbos also. Nobody knows anything what this means, what that means. These are difficult words, abstract concepts. None of us know anything about weaving. So this guy picks himself up. He went to the museum. And there was an old lady over there, and he asked the old lady, please explain me how this weaving machine works. And, uh, you know, and he already knew. Then he knew it. But then he wanted to go back again. He was making pictures. He was making drawings, and he wanted to get it clear. So he went back, and the old lady died, and there was a young lady. And the young lady already didn't know anything about the weaving machine. So he explained it to her, right? That was the kind of, you know, he just needs to be told one time, and he knew it. He was an expert by experts, you know, didn't miss a time, like not one trip he was a soifer, he was a moyo, he was an expert matzah baker, before the yeshiva would go for matzah baking, he would have a, he would set up a table, we would bring flour and water, and he would show us how to roll out the matzahs, and at the bakery, he was the one that all the matzahs at the end they went to him, he was what was called the goymer so all of us beginners we would make funny looking matzahs that were rectangular and triangular and maybe even they looked like a pentagon and he turned them into a big round matzah Rabelski was the first one that would actually go to a schlachtes, he would go to a slaughterhouse bring a behema, bring a small calf, a small little calf that you can fit on a, you know, on, a, on a, a desk and he brought it to the yeshiva and he took it apart and he showed all the different halakim of the behema, the hemsis, the 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 upper stomach, the lower stomach, here's the liver, here's the kidney, here's the spleen and you know you learn chulin, and you don't know what's going on but then when you have this behemoth lying in front of you a little bloody indeed but he had no problem he put on an apron he put on gloves and he went to work when they were when they learned yeah he took them to learn how to do nikur nikur means we ashkenazim don't do nikur that means to take out the Gidin and all the halavin in the back in the we we, we don't we don't do that right we just sell the back part of the Bahama, but Tzfadim do do it in Temanim and uh, he took them to show them how you do Nikur, how you take out the Gidim, how you take out the various fats that are Ose he was an expert astronomer, he would take the boys out in Camp Aguda and show them the constellations in the sky he would, He they say that he discovered a star and he called co- and he called up, the, you know, maybe it was NASA or whichever, uh, whoever is in charge of, you know, recording, you know, these stars and they called it the Belsky Star. He was in mathematics, uh, theorems and all kinds of, you know, he just knew it all, he just knew it all. Once he tells me, uh, as I'll, I'll get to it in a moment, we used to learn together, so once he says he can't come to learn, I said why not, he says I got to go to the mechanic I said the mechanic, what you can't fix your own car like I said to him you know jokingly so he says yeah I've mastered mechanics but in theory alone you know he wasn't going to go fix his own car even though he could have but you know he wasn't going to get it down underneath the motor uh, he was about filler. he knew all muschois, he knew nigunim all types of nigunim and he would uh, he was about nagging. I he comes in one, one day and he says to me, you're going to be the first one that ever heard this niggin. He says he had just made up a niggin, so you did nefesh. And he started singing it to me and he told me, you're the first person that ever heard this niggin. So we started learning then two hours, every, for two years. We learned every single morning. We would come when it's dark at like 6.30 in the morning. We would learn at least an hour. For till shacharis, and sometimes we learned after shacharis as well. He wasn't as talented. Tefillin. He would he 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 would drink coffee. That's what got me hooked on coffee, and uh, it was amazing. He learned just with me, with me alone, and we learned mesecta after mesecta and the tires. We learned all those. We learned Poro and the tires. Ach Zovim, Tful wow, 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 wow. And we just covered so much, so much. And uh, it was just amazing. It was just me and him, you know. And later on he became a well known godel, you know, he became the chief postick of the OU. He opened up a based in. Uh he was a world renowned figure. But you know, I got him. Before he was that world renowned, even though he was very, very busy at the time. You know, he only had 11 kids then. But uh, we did it, we did, we learned tremendous, the uh, EU, and covered tremendous amount of ground. I remember, you know, one Hashanah Rabbah night, we learned the whole night together, like four or five o'clock in the morning. I said, you know, I can't really concentrate anymore. Maybe you could tell me, like, a Vort. And he told me this crazy, crazy Vort which I can't really tell now, there's no time on the podcast for that, maybe at another instance, but he was just a genius, a genius, Uh, you know, I remember that uh, the yeshiva put out a, a, a journal every year, a Torah journal, and it came the last night, before they told him, listen, if you don't write this article, we can't put it in. We need the article. We've been asking. He set up have been busy and this and that. He says, okay, tonight I'm going to do it. He stayed up the whole night. He wrote an article about one of the most obscure topics that I had been learning with him. A 40-page article in one night. It was just a tremendous, tremendous gone. Gone A real, real gone. A real, really genius. But he wasn't a genius that did nothing with that genius. He did so much for the Jewish people. In 1978, there was an influx of Russians that came to, uh, particularly to the New York area, and a lot to Flatbush, Kensington, where we lived. So his parents, Beryl Belsky, as I mentioned before, and his wife, they opened up uh, a kind of mini-school in at night like a night school for these Russians that had just come in that had immigrated to the United States that they should be able to learn something about Yiddishkeit and I remember they they enlisted my mother Zecheril, who would come there and teach at night as well to teach these you know these new people that they should learn a little something about y- Judaism and Rabelski was very very instrumental in starting Be'era Goyla. Be'era Goyla is a, a, a school for Russian children and he was very, very, very uh, big part of it and I could just tell you that, you know, he saw the, the, uh, the importance of being able to reach out to these Russians so he taught himself Russian in the bathroom when he was in the bathroom he taught himself how to speak Russian which is uh, amazing, amazing, you know, like he just didn't stop at anything he, you know, anything that was important he was <speaking in Hebrew> you know, when Romesha Feinstein had a PSAK that you're not allowed to make an Eruv in Brooklyn and there were POSKIM uh, there were other POSKIM that, that didn't uh, that, you know, it, it's a big issue because Ocean Parkway is a very very big uh, road that goes through uh, Brooklyn and Ramesha said that you can't have an Eruv over there and there were some uh, rabbonim that were moderate, and he, he went ballistic, you know, like, you know, how could you go against Ramesha Frankstein? Romesha Frankstein is the god of Lador. You know, as he grew older, after my time already, he became, you know, like I said, he became the the chief place of the OU. He opened up a basin, and he had many, many chidushim, you know, there were many, many rabbonim, that came out and they said that there were all kinds of problems with bugs and fish and uh I, you probably know that there was a big scandal in new york in new york city that you can't drink the water because there were bugs in the water and you know rebelski said that it was mutter you know even though there was no nobody thought for a minute that rebelski wasn't a strong guy but I, I i think that just you know maybe they just rebelski felt that they didn't get to the bottom of it as well as he had in other words he just checked everything out to the bottom you know he, he wasn't afraid of a microscope and he wasn't afraid of you know going to all the ends of to, to be able to figure something out they just, I, I, I saw a book Rabbi Falk brought a book to the yeshiva recently a book about alternative medicine where Rabelski has a long long arichus a whole book about which, you know, energies and this and that those that have chashashos of being shayachta v'edazorah, etc. So he did a whole thesis on this. He went and he learned and he studied to be able to find out and he wasn't afraid and uh, they put a book together out of the things that he had taught. Reblei Zayudel Finkel the Mir Rosh Hashiva by Levaya Rebelski spoke beautifully about how uh, it's actually a Talmud of Rebelski that dedicated the building <coughs> extension of the building, the Mir Yeshiva Yaakov Malone, who was a big bout stoker, and Rebelski, you spoke about how Rebelski taught people how to give stoker and even though Rebelski had many of his own moyes, he had tervedas and he had other things that were close to his heart, pilim and and, and all kinds of all kinds of obligations that Rabelsky personally had but that didn't mean that he wouldn't get his Talmidim to give tzedakah you know, to things that were important for Qal and it was Rabelski who was instrumental in getting this Yaakov Malone to donate the building to the Mir Yeshiva and of course you know that uh, Shlem Yehuda Rechnitz who is his son-in-law is one of the big ballet tzedakah in the world today uh, particularly with Mir Yeshiva and all kinds of other stokas, and you could be sure that Rabelsky's was a big part of advising Shlemy Yehuda Rechnitz of how to be about stoker, what to do, and how to do it. Uh, just to give you an example, uh, you know, I, I, I remember last year during Corona, I saw an advertisement that Shlemy Yehuda Rechnitz uh, reached that proven time and he sent a uh, an advertisement that anybody that needs to come to get stocker this year won't be possible to come because of Corona So he left them in exact details of how to go about being able to reach him so that he should be able to give his yearly donation, so you see that this is done with uh, You know with tact, you know in a very very special way. I know that you know I when I made a Hasana, I would send them an invitation once he sent me back a letter I remember once I was in America before the I and in, you know, I think he's, he felt that I was maybe having some financial difficulty and he wanted to try to help me and the next couple of times when he met me, every time he said, you made a Hasana, didn't you? You made a Hasana And like I saw that it was, you know, he was overwhelmed by all the things he needed to do, but like he, he felt bad or he wanted to be able to, oh yeah, I wish I could get to try to put something together To you know it, 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 he just cared about every single Jew everybody was so important to him and one of the most uh, special moments I would say in my life uh, one of my inspirations when I became a Moyo was the fact that he was a Moyo and because you know I saw that a Talmud should be a Talmud one of the things that graces uh, what makes a Talmud special, a ah, Talmud that also knows how to be a Moyo so it just happened to be that very close to the end of his life so a Talmud of mine from Kiryat a Talmud from Neve, had, had a baby on Shabbos and he asked me to come to Kiryat for Shabbos to do the bris of his son and it just so happened to be that Drobelski was in Kiryat for Shabbos so he was Mochabah Drobelski with Sandakos. so Drobelski was a sandik and I was the moyo and Wabelski of course watched everything I did and he looks at me after the bris, and he says, wonderful! <laughs> that word wonderful, I'm telling you that made me feel like a million dollars a million dollars! You know that my Rebbe who was such an inspiration and such a, 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 a role model for me and he looked at the bris, and he saw what I did and he says, wonderful! what a choice of words, wonderful verb, brisk, you know what I mean, good job, nice cut, you know what I mean, wonderful, you know, so that, that really, really did it, I have tremendous, tremendous, hakaros uh, hatov to Rebelski, I uh all I could say is that, you know, he wasn't like a mushy, mushy guy, you know, but he was a friend, he was a Yadid, he was a Yadid of every Jew, you know, he loved Jews Was, like I say, not love in a mushy way but he loved every Jew he would go to the end of the world for HaKadosh Baruch Hu for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's children and uh, there's no question that he sorely missed in America, he's sorely missed by those that knew him that adored him and Halavai, uh, Halavai, we should be able to emulate him in some ways uh, as much as we could He's Zichrei Baruch he should be made at Yeshua sure, and Nasim Hashem and we should be Zenkhat Trias and Mason soon, Bimheir Rabbi